Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. A balanced budget amendment to the Constitution. Should we limit the terms that congressmen can serve? You'd have to amend the Constitution. Is Article 5 the answer? We interview Neil Scherer right now. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today, we have a special newsmaking guest live in the studio. We're gonna talk about amending the U.S. Constitution. Now, it's not something that we recommend doing lightly or very often at all. In fact, it's very hard to amend the U.S. Constitution, but there are movements and there are popular issues, maybe even that were considered by our founding fathers, but ultimately not currently in the U.S. Constitution. For example, the Balanced Budget Amendment. Did you know our nation is now nearly $20 trillion in debt? Runaway spending, runaway bureaucracy in Washington has gotten so far out of hand that even the U.S. Congress is not able, or maybe they're just unwilling, to rein it in. Well, one way to fix that may be, and I'm not even sure I support this idea yet, <laughs> is to amend the Constitution through a process specified in Article 5 of the Constitution. Here with me in the studio is an expert on this. I'm going to introduce Neil Scherer to the program. Neil, you are the Executive Director of Campaign Constitution. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Gordon, and uh, just thank you for your service in the Lord and also making issues aware to Americans. Well, we try to report the news uh, I'm neutral on this to the point where, you know, I might even be against it. So I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate for you, throw you the hard questions. And I'm going to ask, uh, first of all, to introduce yourself to the audience. You're a former state senator from Iowa. Uh, and then what? Well, it, it's, it's interesting, uh, Gordon. I got out here to Colorado. Uh, my wife and I are Western people. But where I really cut my teeth on the whole issue of our country is when we were homeschooling our daughter, teaching American history from a Christian perspective. And it drives you to be involved. And through that, I was a business owner, you know, raising a family, involved with our church, but also got involved and served uh, eight years in the Iowa Senate and got my hands right in the middle of representing constituents in my area and looking at things from a biblical worldview. And with that, it puts me in light with the founders of this country that put the document together. If you don't look at the U.S. Constitution through the lens of a biblical worldview, you're gonna miss it. And that's why I'm willing to spend the time as Executive Director of Campaign Constitution here in Colorado and also involved with the Heartland Institute as a policy advisor to the Heartland Institute and working with other groups like that across the country and other individuals that are interested in reclaiming uh, our country. So there was recently a, a mock convention, mm -hmm. uh, what they call a convention of the states to amend the Constitution. It was held in Williamsport, Virginia. Uh, uh, am I getting that Williamsburg. right? Williamsburg. Historic Williamsburg, the Historic perfect Williams. place to have it. <laughs> well, you would think, uh, although you did not attend there, every state, I think, sent delegates. 
And that's kind of how this whole idea would work. What is, what is the process of amending the Constitution and how does Article 5 tie into that? Well, let me do this. Why don't I just read Article 5 of the, of the U.S. Constitution? And it's very simple. Uh, everyone kind of dust off their civics class from high school and things like that. Uh, the first article deals with the Congress. The second article deals with the executive. Third article deals with the judiciary branch. And Article 5 deals with how we amend and change the Constitution. So let me just read that. The Constitution of the United States, Article 5, the Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution, or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid in all intent and purposes as part of this Constitution when ratified by the legislatures of two, th two uh, three-fourths of the several states or by convention in three-fourths thereof as one or the other mode ratification may be proposed by the Congress provided that no amendment which may be made prior to the year uh, 1808 shall be in any manner in effect first and fourth classes in the ninth section of the first article. That was just a little language of uh, the days gone by. Here's another key, and that no state without its consent shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. So to the, the founders gave us two ways to amend our Constitution. One, Congress to submit to the states for ratification. Two-thirds of the House of Representatives, two-thirds of the Senate. You don't need the president. Exactly. But, uh, but the Congress can propose hey, we're going to amend the yes. Constitution, and then it's got to be ratified by three-fourths of the states. What's the other method? The other method is, and this is something that came into the Constitution a little late. It wasn't originally proposed. James Madison didn't think the second step needed to be done, but George Mason IV, the father of the Bill of Rights, knew at some point in time that the federal government would get too strong and the states that created the federal government needs to be able to amend the Constitution. That's the second part. We're too two-thirds of the states apply to Congress for Congress to call an amendment convention. So here's where I stand on this. Sure. I swore an oath, 20-year veteran, mm -hmm. to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. I support Article 5 because it's in the Constitution mm -hmm. of the United States. What I don't support is willy-nilly running around and throwing up wild processes that have never been tried, never happened in American history, never been tested, to start tweaking the Constitution too much. Uh, are there safeguards in place and, and how would this process of a convention of the states unfold? Well, the process would work is, let's take the balanced budget amendment that, uh, for an example. Uh, 28 states have already applied to Congress for a balanced budget amendment convention. Colorado is one of the states. They submitted their application in April of 1979, and other states have done it that way. And so, but some have also repealed their request. They have, and that can be done. That can be done. But we're to get to the threshold of 34, and that's a high threshold. So the protection. So not just any insignificant idea is ever going to make that bar of 34 states that apply for that. Even as important as a balanced budget amendment and reining in our deficit spending and the debt in this country, we're still having a hard time getting 34 states to agree to that. Uh, 
So there's a safeguard there in the, in the amount of states. The issue has to be something that reaches across the country. Uh, the second step is, is the fact that once any amendment is proposed, it requires 38 states. In the, um, in the Article 5, it talked about the several states. Well, because the number of states changes over the years, uh, that's why today it takes 38 states to ratify any amendment. And that is a very high bar. That is a high bar. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Neil Scherer, what is the process and what are the safeguards that would be involved? This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support H.R. 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that, but did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected. And instead, they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress, and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Neil Scherer, Executive Director of Campaign Constitution. Neil, your website, CampaignConstitution.com. What do people find there? Well, what they find is a, a just a great background of why this is needed. We have a leadership crisis in this country. And what Campaign Constitution is doing is providing insights to how we can mend some responsible constitutional change that will bring back the spirit of our founders of wise and virtuous leaders. And there are some things that were inferred in our Constitution written for godly people, and now we have to put some things in writing because we've kind of gotten away from that. So the process of having this convention of the states to amend the Constitution, uh, how does that work? Where do they meet? Who goes there? And Congress has to pick a time and place after they receive these 34 applications. Correct. Correct. Each state has laws in place on how delegates or commissioners, as they'll probably be known, will be chosen. And the states will choose 
hopefully the most wise and virtuous will choose those delegates to go to that convention and and then discuss the issue that has been proposed see that's one of my red flags right away is that the states are going to choose well here in Colorado, we have a bunch of left-wing Democrats, honestly, mm -hmm. that would probably pick left-wing Democrats to go to this convention, and they'd probably try to repeal the Second Amendment. What? How can we trust that the right people are going to be put on these panels? Well, for example, uh, let's use the balanced budget amendment. There's like I said, 28 states that have applied and they're going to work very hard in, in 2017 to see if they can get the rest of the states needed to get up to that 34th state threshold. Colorado applied in 1979 to discuss a balanced budget amendment similar to what Colorado has to do with balancing their budget, the legislature, and also has a provision in there if any other issue is discussed, their commissioners, their delegates are recalled. So there is a protection there that it cannot run away. And that's already in Colorado statute. It's already in the Colorado application for the amendment convention. So what about other states? Like I heard that Indiana had what they call a faithless delegate clause, where yes. uh, if, if someone is sent to one of these delegations, but they vote on something that they're not sent for, they could actually be fined or, or jailed or lose their position when they come back home. Exactly, and that is kind of a new twist because of it, the, the attitude of the people uh, in, the, in the 70s and, and going into the 80s were still more bound by the handshake. But today, as we know in the political world, it's uh, whatever's most expedient for the individual. States are implementing that delegate rule so that delegates can be recalled and that they are accountable to the states that sent them, not to their own individual political whims. So let's imagine uh, all 50 states send two or three or maybe 10 or maybe California sends 50 mm -hmm. people to this delegation and then they debate on something, maybe it's the balanced budget amendment mm -hmm. or maybe it's something we don't expect, maybe it's something we don't like that comes back out of this how, what's the process of ratifying among three quarters of the states? How does that work? Well, it, it, you've, a couple of things that uh, you just mentioned is some, if something is proposed that is not germane or in line with the application, then that proposal is ruled out of order by the chair and the rules that are established for the convention. So it needs to adhere to the applications, what the states wanted to talk about, whether it was term limits, balanced budget amendment, uh, those kinds of issues. Or maybe on in terms of bringing in and, and kind of re, uh, reining in the bureaucratic state, that kind of that fourth arm of government, which is the bureaucracy, uh, those kinds of things. But if, if it gets beyond that scope, then those issues cannot be considered. What if the chair is a left-wing Democrat and he says, well, rules, schmools, we don't need rules here. We're just going to uh, set aside any supposed rules and consider what we prefer to put into the Constitution. How do they, don't they have to have a different convention just to make the rules so that everyone agrees on what the rules are before they can bring in things like the balanced budget amendment? Well, that's the first thing. It, it, it was interesting in Williamsburg. It ran just like a legislative session. When they got there, they, they had a temporary chair, then they elected a permanent chair, and then they, they voted on the rules. And this is the mock convention This was that the mock convention just, just in last month. month. It, and it, right. it was very orderly. Then they went into their business of uh, considering the resolutions that or the proposals that were done. That's the same way that this 
convention would be done. There would be rules predetermined that would be adopted by the folks that are there. And if you look at the political world that we're going through now, and if you look at the, if you look at the map of the country, you've got 25 plus states that wouldn't allow any monkey business, no matter who thought that they ran the show. You just, and, and it is critical. If California sent 50 delegates, Colorado sent 10, and uh, Wyoming sent one, they still, one state, one vote. So is that written down anywhere? I don't see that in Article 5 of the Constitution, one right. state, one vote. And right there at the tail end, and that no state without its consent shall be deprived of equal suffrage in the Senate. And that is, a, that is something that permeates all of the rules for any conventions, any gathering. When we deal with the U.S. Constitution, one state, one vote. We're not picking up Puerto Rico. We're not picking up D.C. One state, one vote. Interesting. So California could never outnumber Wyoming in that never. sense. That's, and that is the beauty of our country. Well, he's answering some of my questions. I don't know. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a little bit testy about messing with the Constitution. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get Neil Schur on the record on some of these other tough questions. Okay. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God. But we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. I'm joined again by Neil Schurer. He is executive director of CampaignConstitution.com. Welcome, sir, back to the program. Yes. So uh, we're talking about Convention of the States to amend the U.S. Constitution. I love the, co the Constitution the way it is. I will defend it. Mm -hmm. 
these other ideas, you know, whether it's term limits, which was not supported by our founding fathers, that was in the Articles of Confederation, but not in the US Constitution. The balanced budget, okay, you know, Congress is writing runaway checks anyway. I don't know if anything's gonna stop them besides self-control, which we need to elect better people. Mm -hmm. But having said that, this process of amending the Constitution ha still has a couple of flaws. One of them is selecting the wise and honest people mm -hmm. to go to this convention. How do you know that, and you just had this mock convention in Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. We sent three of our best. Mm -hmm. We sent uh, State Senator Kevin Lundberg, a friend of mine. I served with mm -hmm. him in the legislature. Uh, State Senator Vicki Marble, a rock mm -hmm. star, hardcore mm -hmm. conservative, and uh, Lori Breton, mm -hmm. who helps run Principles of Liberty. Mm -hmm. So three ultra-conservative Christian Americans, I can trust them. Mm -hmm. But that's not who's gonna get sent. If we have to select, and heaven forbid that the Democrats control the House and the Senate, they're gonna pick left-wing Democrats like Morgan Carroll, like, uh, you know, Luis Guzman, the, the open lesbian Democrats that are gonna go and do what to the Constitution? How can we trust that the right people are gonna get sent? Well, that's where we have to have faith in, the, in American people. And American people are still dominated by Christian principles. And working with state legislatures, I have more trust in state legislatures than I do in our federal government. And that's why it needs to be a groundswell of individuals raising up to their state legislatures to champion these causes, to choose the right people, have an input. It doesn't have to be legislators. It can be wise and virtuous, good people from the states going to this convention. As I always said when I served in the Iowa Senate, there's a, there's a building full of lawyers and accountants. You don't need to be one. You just need to have life experiences, and that's what our country was founded on. That's what this document is prepared for, and the citizens of the United States have to come up encourage and really require their state legislatures to do this on particular topics that are important. Now, campaign constitution, an interesting twist that we have is we want to hold a national mock convention, different from a simulation that happened in Williamsburg. But we would go out and we would work with the individual states. We would choose those proper individuals. They would come to a convention that was open-ended. It would be unofficial, but it would be run like a regular convention. And hopefully, through that process, we would come out with issues that 34 states can agree on. And that would be the stepping off place that we can take. Here are the issues that are important to this country that 34 states can agree on. And I think it will be a more successful amendment convention than if we just tried to do something that was maybe right-leaning or left-leaning. So here's another red flag, or, sure. or maybe it's a red herring that sure. I'm gonna throw out there. So I was a state representative and I get this knock on my door. Mm -hmm. Representative Klingenschmidt, we'd like to meet with you. It's a group of young people and they're, they're advocating for Wolfpack, which is funded by George Soros. Mm -hmm ultimate you know, left-winger in America. Mm -hmm. They literally wanna have a convention of the states to amend the Constitution to get rid of the First Amendment protections that are provided under the Citizens United decision mm -hmm. of the Supreme Court. That would destroy freedom of speech for not just corporations, but any person who wants to you know, publish information during a political campaign. Are they gonna put 
they're going to use Article 5 against us to get rid of the First Amendment, to get rid of the Second Amendment, because George Soros is already trying to do it. He's got four states on board that have signed a similar application. Getting to the next 30 states, or let's look at it the other way. Let's take your ex extreme example and something gets to the convention and something weird comes out. I know there are 13 states that wouldn't ratify it. And we could look at a map today and we could count them. And that's, that's a protection. Getting 30, 38 states to ratify it, that is a protection. Or one of the rules at the convention is you need a majority of the, of the states or 25 states to even advance an idea at the convention. So there are numbers to look at. 34 states to call for a convention, 25 states to advance an idea at the convention, and then 38 states to ratify it, and then 13 states can derail any goofball proposal like you suggested. Well, let's hope that, you know, in 50 years or 100 years, the whole nation isn't run by goofballs that are funded by George Soros. <laughs> but that, that's, if we do it now, let's say we do a good amendment, like the balanced budget amendment, doesn't that kind of crack open a can of worms and open the process for future conventions? That, you know, you're gonna have 10, 20, 100 different amendments to the Constitution, it'll never look like what our founding fathers signed. Well, again, there's protections in there, but like you uh, Navy folks like to say, a good shot across the bow from the states to the federal government is going to wake them up, and maybe then we can get rein that in. Now, I'd like your, your viewers to take a look at our website, Campaign Constitution, read our purpose, our mission, and also get out and look at the proposals we have. You can actually vote on the proposals that we su might suggest that will bring back more wise and virtuous leaders. So there's a lot of interaction on our website. Take a look at and see what, uh, what we can do and, and we'll go from there. And your group is not the only one. There are other national groups exactly. like, led by Michael Ferris and mm -hmm. other respected people yes. in, in the Christian community yes. that are trying to organize things like what we just saw in Williamsburg. Exactly, exactly. And we have to educate middle America. We have to educate the people that uh, maybe aren't as politically attuned as we are and that they have to understand it. That's what we have to do. Neil, I know you're a man of faith. Can I take a moment and pray? Sure. Father in heaven, we ask for your blessing on America that you would help us preserve and protect and defend the Constitution and uh, not open it up willy-nilly to a can of worms, but Father, we pray that we would provide self-discipline to do these things the right way, if at all. I pray your blessing on Neil and all the education he's given us. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I'm so grateful to my friend, Neil Scherer, who has taken the time to come explain these things to us. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and contribute if you can. We'll see you next time. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends, don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet, Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. 
It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.